Oh man. Oh man. I, I've got some. Got a little bit of a joke for you. Just a little bit. Nothing. Nothing too wild. But uh, yeah. What? Well, we'll start off with that. But one day, there was a gentleman. Just got a brand new car. Let's say it was a Corvette, a red one. And he pulls into the pulls into Hardee's or McDonald's, one of your favorite fast food places, whatever it may be. Food that's bad for you. Pulls in there and parks his car right up next to the building, right up next to an empty booth. Goes, orders his food, and sits in that empty booth and admires his car while he drowns his chocolate shake and cheeseburger and wipes all the frickin' grease off his chin. And as he's doing that, he's reflecting on how beautiful this red car is, this Corvette that he's always wanted. Finally, I got my Corvette, sitting here eating a cheeseburger, looking at this thing, and everybody knows it's mine. What a day. Meanwhile, young lad, kind of one of the town kids, you know, pulls up on his moped right next to the red car. His eyes are as big as silver dollars. He's never seen anything like it. It's a small town, you know, so not too many people have too many nice things. So the young lad proceeds to look at the car, look in the windows, and the guy is sitting there just on the edge of his seat. Doesn't know what to do. Finally, the kid opens the door. The guy forgot to lock it. The kid opens the door, climbs in, and pretends he's driving it. My heavens, this was enough to get this guy to jump out of his seat, leave the rest of his food on the table, run outside, and throw the kid out of the car. And in his anger, he threw the kid out. Kid hits the ground, and he says... This is my car, it's not yours. Stay away from it, damn it. Climbs in the car and takes off. Fast as he can, all pissed off. So he takes the exit ramp, which was nearby, and gets to going down the highway. Only to see a kid on a moped in his rearview mirror coming zinging along. Moped coming closer and closer and closer, and whoosh! Moped goes by the guy past him like he was standing still oh he's keeping an eye on the kid and he goes up turns around comes back smiling like a jackass eating thistles this kid comes back fast as he can the opposite direction whoosh goes right past him again this kind of made the guy a little bit mad he thought what in the hell is going on here what an asshole kid so he floors it. He, I mean, he, he's going about 90 miles an hour at this point because of his anger and because he thinks he needs to go faster than a moped. I mean, it's just a little moped. How the hell can it go that fast? So anyway, the guy sees it in his rearview mirror again. Whoosh! Kid goes by, goes up, turns around, comes back. Whoosh! This time the guy pins it. I mean, he hose clamps this fucker. He is going as fast as he can go. Top gear, top speed, 
going down the road, down the interstate, four lanes, fast as he can frickin' go. 145 miles an hour. He sees the kid coming. He sees him coming up in the rearview mirror, same as before. Whoosh! Goes by, and the guy is just livid. Just pissed. So he thinks, I'm gonna hit this little bastard. Guy's coming back from the other direction, goes up, turns around, coming back, coming back, here he comes. Wham! The guy turns and goes in the other lane and smokes the kid. Nothing but rubber and smoke and tumbling and shit and stuff and stuff and shit and moped pieces of moped flying everywhere. Frickin' car's got a big old dent in the hood. I mean, just skating on their butt in the grass in the ditch. Somehow, they both survived. Actually, they were both doing pretty good. They just came skidding to a stop. Guy goes over to the kid and grabs him by his frickin' shirt and says, What the hell's going on here? And the kid goes, I don't know, sir. My suspenders got caught in your door back there. Moral of the story is, there's absolutely nothing wrong with buying a kick-ass set of suspenders, okay? Welcome to the Poultry Homestead Podcast, everybody. I'm glad you're here. Got a little bit of a talk going on today. Gonna be uh, hunting up a Camp Ripley this weekend. Uh, any of you that know anything about the shit show of the deer hunting business, that's it. There's a military reservation uh, north of St. Cloud called Camp Ripley. Uh, it's in Minnesota. St. Cloud, Minnesota is a pretty uh, popular town in the state and uh just north of there just south of Brainerd is uh Camp Ripley it's about 20 miles north and south and about 10 miles east and west kind of like a big square almost right along Mississippi River uh the Mississippi River borders the north side and the east side of Camp Ripley you ever get on Google Maps take a look at it there's a lot of military uh satellite images on there they got a lot of really neat areas in there and um, <clears throat> when when you go to a very extremely heavily hunted public areas uh, that's where I specialize uh, you send me out in the middle of a woods with food plots that nobody is at I, uh, I will have to admit to you um, I kind of have a hard time hunting those areas, you know, and uh, I, I'm not a whitetail pro by any mean of the imagination, but uh, heavily hunted public <clears throat> is no new game to me. So, um, first thing you'll know is you have to go in with an open mind, because when you get to Camp Ripley and you pull in, there is a line of cars two cars wide over a mile long. This year there will be 2,500 hunters going in the 53,000 acre facility. So a lot of that is closed area too. So I mean, you start thinking about that. 
I mean, a lot of it's grasslands, you know, just not a whole lot of places to hang a tree stand without seeing other people. And it's okay. I mean, if you're a couple hundred feet apart, uh, as far as that goes, as long as you're with people you know, that's okay. It's when you're around people you don't know is when it can get a little sketchy. You know, you shoot a deer, goes over to the next guy, and he plugs it with an arrow. Whose deer is it? Even though it was a dead deer when you shot it. I mean, deer can go 100 yards sometimes with a very lethal hit. And somebody else will claim that deer. So uh, there can be plenty of uh, controversy while going up there. But uh, just wanted to talk a little bit about heavily hunted public areas. You know, we're used to those in Minnesota. Uh, We're used to that. Uh, You get to an area, a public area, which is smaller and you see a couple pickups parked there. Now, when I was, uh, a few years ago, when when I was hunting in Oregon, um, you know, if there was a pickup parked where about where you were gonna park, you just didn't go there, you know? And next thing was is, geez, you know, I'd, they, they have so much and such vast public land to hunt. It is very, very possible that you could go on public land all day long and just plain not see another hunter. And that's pretty nice. I mean, they don't realize how good they have it over that direction as far as hunting goes. I mean, in public land and uh, permission, it's, it's pretty pretty vast and pretty good and and very lucky to have it but um, around here in the Midwest you know if you go in northern Minnesota you can run onto big tracks or bigger tracks not quite like Oregon was but uh, around here it's it's just small little pockets and other people are going to be hunting that so you have to know how to play the game Um, first things first you can go out as early as you want Uh, um, When I go on these heavily hunted public land hunts, I like to set my deer stand up in the daylight. I like to look around and and yell and see if somebody's there. I know that might sound counterintuitive to any kind of hunting you would do, but it's the whitetail woods and they're running all over hell anyway. So I get there and I look around and I say, hey, anybody hunting here? And if I don't get an answer, I put my stand up. Um... And then once you get your stand up, what's kind of nice about that heading into the game later is everybody's already in a tree and everybody's already in a stand. So that means that you pretty much have that spot. Here's the part that's hard for everybody to do while hunting a heavily hunted public land area. Once you are there and you... You're, you're in your tree and you're in a halfway's decent spot. Stay there till dark. And the reason I'm saying that is humans like to move. Humans get impatient. Humans get itchy. So if you can stay in that stand... And you can do it a few days on end and be the last one standing, literally. 
you are going to see the most deer and you're going to get the most shots. And it's always going to be in the middle of the day because somebody gets sick of their spot. They think they're not in a good spot. So what they do is they get down out of the tree and then they move or they go scout or they go to their truck to have a sandwich just to get out or they go to take a dump or they go, you know, take a piss or whatever. Whatever it may be, they will leave and they will move and they're bumping deer that they don't even know about. It's funny when you go through the whitetail woods, if you just walked through and you chased out a bunch of deer, you don't even know you did. You know what I mean? That happens all the time. Because we make more noise as humans than we think we do. And the deer are more onto us than we think they are. So if you can be in that tree when those people are doing that, especially in the middle of the day, I mean, geez, my best hunting on public land that's heavily hunted is from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That is usually when I see the most deer and when I see the most trophy deer. Because what they do is, you know, there's only a few days to hunt Camp, Camp Ripley. And it's always been two days. This year is three days. But if you only got two days, you can go in bedding areas. You can go everywhere you're not supposed to. And people are just freaking walking everywhere some people are running the deer like they run pheasants some people are just walking around stalking i mean crazy amounts of movement going on in the middle of the day some people drive back to camp and then they'll oh there's a deer and then they'll try to chase it into the woods and get it with their bow and they don't get it and then next thing you know they chased up five more and they come your direction hopefully it's happened over and over and over again Does, fawns, bucks, all of them. All over the place. Coyotes, bears, I mean, I've seen everything up there. And uh, it's, it's pretty intense. But as long as you can stay up against that tree and know that you're doing the right thing, which it's, it's hard. It's really hard to do. But one thing, the first thing you do is pack a good lunch. Second thing you do, take a smartphone and start texting jokes to your buddies and stuff. That's what, that's a couple things. And another thing, pack another charging pack for your smartphone because that's fun too. Because as long as you're in that tree, uh, not making a whole lot of noise, and there's deer everywhere, I mean, you have nothing to lose. Um, I know a few people that went up there last year, they had the latest and greatest gear, the latest and greatest bows, the latest and greatest hunting outfits and all that stuff and cameras and everything. They scouted in the middle of the day. They hunted two hours in the morning and two hours at night. Saw two deer and left early on Sunday because they were so disappointed. The problem with that is, is you spent all that money when all you really would have needed to do is stay in the first tree you stayed in and stay there all freaking day and waited for other people to chase them to you. It works. It really works. And I'm, I'm honestly telling you that it's, a, it's well worth doing that. And it might drive you nuts, but that 45 seconds of freaking action that you're going to get in the middle of the day and letting an arrow fly is well, well worth it and creates memories for a lifetime. So anyway, when you go hunting heavily hunted public land, that's how you hit her, folks. It's all about the patience. And, you know, being patient in the morning and setting up in the daylight after everybody else is always already in the woods and kind of staying away from those people, and they'll come scout in your direction and chase them right to you.
At least that's what you hope, anyway. <laughs> so, what do you do? Anyway, just talking about that today and, and, and really glad to be on a... I mean, this is my last day of work, and then I am on a 12-day hunting vacation, and uh, I get to spend some time with my family, and, and man, am I excited. So, anyway... If you want to connect, it's Ziggy underscore 519 at yahoo.com. Also on Instagram, I appreciate you tuning in today. And uh, yeah, good luck to you and your hunting adventures, no matter if you go on the private land or the heavily hunted public land or whatever. It can be just an absolute shit show up at Camp Ripley, and I'm going to be headed up there and I'll be right in the middle of it. So uh, I embrace every moment of it. And yeah, sometimes you have altercations with stuff. But most of the time, hunters are good people just like you. Anyway, have a good one.